Welcome to the Prometheus Strength Podcast. This is your host, Zach Powell. This is the podcast for thinking weightlifters. In today's episode, I want to talk about the idea of like how athletes train now versus how they trained before and like specifically an individual athlete. So um, I'm just going to take Wes Kitts and Cal Strength, for example. Uh, a lot of times it's you see on Instagram that they say, oh, do you want to train like Wes Kitts? Here, sign up for this program. And and I, whether or not he trains like that is not a part of the discussion. So I'm going to assume that, yes, he trains the way they are advertising, and you can also train like that person. And I want to dive deep into this because I think this is a not just a fitness industry problem, but really prevalent in people's training. They see, oh, an athlete is training like this now, or this is their program, so I'm going to train like that. One, that is how they are training now may not be the most effective training for them, first of all, but two, it, it may it's completely different than the way they trained before. Most, most circumstances, it's different than they trained before. And what you're curious is to, like, it, it, let's say you bought into that, you want to, to get to their level. Um, what you're more curious about is how did they train to get there? And this isn't really discussed. Now, I'll get to the point of it being different for you and different for them, but how they trained to get where they are is most likely going to be very different than how they are training to stay where they are to get to the next level. What it takes to require to snatch 100 kilos versus 180 kilos is going to look a lot different for even an individual person. The stimulus required to get to 100 kilos is much less than the stimulus required to get to 180 kilos. So therefore, training is going to look different already. So if you're curious how somebody got to snatching 180 kilos, you have to look at the training they did before they snatched 180 kilos. And yes, it seems obvious to do that. But then why do we see so many people buying Mash Elite programs or Cal Strength programs to train like those athletes? I'm not trying to discuss the merit of those programs. I think that those are, you know, great options, training like that. But to be sold on the results actually is the problem. Those athletes, how they train now is much different than what it takes to get there. And there's other problems with that, too. Training is comes before the results. So results are a lagging measure, measure of your training. So if they release a program, how do you know that those athletes are going to see results from that? Right? All, tr- all programming is, is a guess, an educated one. And I say this, and I've said it before. It is just a really good guess to see if somebody's going to progress from that training. Now... Also, there's different training for different outcomes. So if somebody's lacking in the like the power aspect of weightlifting and you're following your favorite weightlifter and they are in a strength cycle, you're going to need different things than what they need. And that may not look obvious from the outside. Also, what if you need five sets of stimulus and they need 20 sets of like of stimulus to grow or to progress? You're going to be training with much more, you know, 
volume than you need. And um, also, as weights increase, the amount of stimulus per set is going to be much greater, and those athletes need much less stimulus. So, uh, you know, I had these discussions all the time when I was still training at the garage about uh, people would bring up, look at how Ilya trains. Like, he doesn't do that much volume. You know, he doesn't squat that heavy. And it, first of all, he was on, you know, a lot of <laughs> supplements to make sure that he was he was progressing with less stimulus. But second, he he has been like uh, like re he reported that he, when he was younger, he did a lot of jump training, a lot of different types of training, um, a lot of technique work, and you know getting to the point is he probably refined a process to see just how much stimulus he needed when he was at that level to keep progressing or at least maintain his spot at the top. Now I've already discussed what it takes to get or to stay at the top is different than what it takes to get to the top but also we need to find what works for each of us and that changes over time too. Um, I've said this before that athletes exist in time so what they've done in the past influences what they're doing now and what they're doing now will influence the future so when you look at what you've done before or what athletes have done before you're also not you're not seeing the point you know when we when we change cycles or we add different exercises or we increase volume or decrease volume as coaches what we're seeing is how do you respond to that level of stimulus or stress or that type of stimulus and stress. And once again, that can change. Um, so, you know, what, what you're going to be doing today in this training is going to set you up to do different things in the future. And that's, that's huge to understand because when you hit a plateau, you can't just jump onto somebody else's program, or you can, but it's it may not be the most beneficial for you because that program was designed for somebody else, or it was designed with different weaknesses in mind, or it wasn't even designed with any weaknesses in mind. It was just thrown together. Um, and I think that's really important to take responsibility for your own training. And this kind of, it's a terrible segue, but it gets me into this idea of like what it means to be a weightlifter. Um, it, I think a lot of times people get into this sport because they like the idea of being a weightlifter. They see the Maddie Rogers, the Wes Kitts, the, the Kendrick Ferris's. And, you know, I started there too. And I want people to still look up to them, to celebrate them, to, to want to lift the way that they lift. It is a great motivator. But where I think this goes wrong is when you aren't seeing the results that they see, very similar to the past topic, is you're going to get frustrated or you're not going to understand like the the struggle that's inherent to to lifting. And this is going to be very contra controversial or the idea of stop trying to be a weightlifter. I... This is, an, this is a letter to myself, really, like a, an announcement to myself, especially when I was younger, is, you know, I think a lot of people want to be weightlifters, but they don't really enjoy weightlifting or the process of. So when I was 
struggling with with like this identity crisis of being a weightlifter and you know being a husband and trying to balance the two um and like how do I want to prioritize this I asked myself if I never PR'd again would I still weightlift and I I've actually posted that question on Instagram and a lot of people said they wouldn't continue to weightlift if they didn't PR anymore now I don't want to make assumptions um like and I'm going to obviously throughout this conversation, but what that tells me is that people aren't actually loving the process of weightlifting or the act of lifting, like weightlifting, the sport of it. What they are infatuated with is the idea of being a weightlifter. Now, it, it seems like a false dichotomy to say there's a difference between being and doing, but I, I think that there is really something to that. When you see somebody else being the weightlifter like you you look at their program you want to train like them because you want to be like them that's different than enjoying the act of weightlifting because if you actually enjoyed weightlifting for the sake of weightlifting prs are just a result of training they aren't the outcome to be chased and that is just so counter to the culture that we live in because it's a you know a numbers-based sport we're trying to compete we want to beat ourselves every day but I think that just holds people back because if you don't enjoy what you're doing and let me clarify because I had a couple of people like question what I meant by enjoy if you don't find value in your own training so I'm going to use that as my proxy for enjoyment if you don't think that there's a reason for what you're doing then you won't improve because of that and you know you will improve in spite of that like if, if you wake up every day and you just want to be the weightlifter when you go into training and it doesn't go well there's no value in that you think that it was a waste of a training session or if you feel like shit and you need to drink six energy drinks just to get you know six doubles at 60 percent done are you actually enjoying training or are you trying to just plow through training so that you can get to the other side because guess what there is no other side this process is never ending you know at some point you will hit your last PR and yeah sure that's not ideal but it's the reality and what's going to carry you through those times where you feel like you're stalling or you you aren't progressing at the rate that you see Kate Nye or Harrison Morris progress online you know most of you who listen to this, this isn't your, you know, your main job. It's not your form of income. And so you have to, you have to realize that weightlifting fits a spot in your life that you have to, you know, give it all of you, like all of your attention at the appropriate dose and time. So this may be taken as, well, you know, like you're envisioning yourself lifting like Maddie or or lifting like Kate and you know that's where you get your your enjoyment or your value from lifting I'm not saying you can't put everything you can into this sport actually rather I think by focusing on the act of weightlifting versus the being a weightlifter you can actually put more effort into training more enjoyment because when you have that day where it's six doubles at 60% and you feel like shit and you can't hit the numbers that you're supposed to do it, 
you actually understand that you're just there to do the weightlifting. You're there to show up when things get rough. And that actually can make you enjoy those times that are really hard because they will come. You know, I'm young in this sport, five, five years, six years now. And, you know, it, that, that happens. It happens every couple of months. You know, it's not a linear progression. And guess what? When you actually enjoy weightlifting, if you like snatching and clean and jerking and you don't care about being the lifter that always progresses or being, you know, at a certain level, the, you're not the weightlifter who snatches 100 kilos, but you're the, you just enjoy the doing part. It doesn't matter if you have a hard day. What matters is that you're doing the thing. In the flip side, you can enjoy it more whether it's good or bad. Um, competitions, the same way. You don't feel embarrassed when you bomb out. I've bombed out, and it's not that bad. Like, sure, you can beat yourself up, and you can be hardcore and say, oh, I'm never going to fucking do that again. But that works against you because you're so pent up with this identity of what a weightlifter should be that you're never actually taking the steps to do the things that you actually need to do to progress. And that brings me to my original point of when you're so infatuated with the idea of what a weightlifter should do, you may be missing the things that actually would benefit you in your own training. I know this. I would. I was there. Um, I th- talked about hypertrophy phases in, in my training where I'm focusing on hypertrophy. I didn't do that for five years when it really could have benefited my upper body. And a lot of that was because I didn't want to step away from the snatch and clean and jerk because that's not what quote unquote weightlifters do. And it, it really held me back. Um, you know, it, it, it's something that I think has so much weight to what somebody can do, especially like, let's just say an injury. I've suffered two wrist injuries. If you are infatuated with the idea of being a weightlifter and you are injured, well, guess what? You can't do those acts. So if you don't enjoy the process of it, that is a big demotivator for a lot of people. And I don't want to take that away from people. It's it's obviously very stressful. It it really is crushing and can cause like a lot of, you know, mental um, pain. I'll just use that word where you're not doing the things that you love doing. But, you know, you can find ways around it. So squatting with the safety bar was what I had to do um, because of my wrist. Um, I was still doing jumps. I was trying to find ways to get back to weightlifting so I can do those things. Um, I haven't hit a snatch PR in over a year. I haven't hit a clean and jerk PR in a couple months now. And, you know, that could be quarantine. That could be life. My wife's about to have a child. You know, there's a lot that's going on. But I keep coming back to this sport. And in my previous episode, I talked about problems that I had getting into the sport and you know, I think the identity of being a weightlifter held me back because anytime I wasn't performing at my best or progressing the way I thought I was, I was actually getting more frustrated with the sport itself when in reality I could just be training, enjoying training. Now with this, I want to make this very clear, that doesn't mean you can't still find ways to progress or enjoy finding ways to progress more. It's the idea of getting caught up with the identity of progressing in a certain way or, you know, looking a certain way. Because I think that's where a lot of innovation in training comes is if you're willing to try things that maybe others haven't or you you are just curious with, 
you're not worried about how you look doing them. You are just concerned with doing the things. So, you know, I, I think these are two topics that are more present. Well, I say this, but I think they might be a little more prevalent because of social media where we are exposed to others progressing or, or others trainings much training much more where we, we have the fear of missing out. And I think that is useful in, in certain scenarios, like if you're only doing snatching one time a week, you know, for a single, yeah, maybe you're not doing the right things. But uh, for the most part, getting so caught up in the identity of a weightlifter or what other weightlifters are doing, you may be missing out on what's right in front of you and enjoying the process, enjoying figuring out what works for you specifically, and then realizing that what people are doing now isn't really what got them there. And both of those things are really irrelevant to your training as long as you understand the basic principles of what improves a weightlifter. So that's all I got today. I know it was a lot shorter than normal, but I think that that really hammers home like some, some of my philosophy around training and you know weightlifting in general. So once again, you can find me on Instagram at Zach.Powell. I love all the feedback. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. And I will see you next week.